Welcome to High Impact Influence, the podcast. You'll find the website at growgreat.com. Let's talk about clients who demand my best. Today is Sunday, November the 14th, 2021. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here, coming to you from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. And we're rounding the corner to Thanksgiving, the holiday season. Those of us in the helping business, as our friends in the UK refer to it, we are defined by our clients. Now, that's why we seek high-performing clients who demand our very best because these are clients who want us to push and they want us to challenge them to get better, which means we have to get better ourselves. Birds of a feather flock together and all that, you know, big clients, big clients can be terrific, but big does not define best. It does not qualify as great. Not in the sense of helping define us and our work. Quantity is not quality. Today, the focus is on the value of great clients, and in large part, it's a big, big, big thank you. Uh, greatness is not defined by the size of the client's organization, the high-profile status of the client, the list of the client's accomplishments, the size of the purchase order, or even the jaw-dropping reaction that might be prompted if people hear about a client and say, wait, you're working with them? The clients who more accurately define us are those who require our best, the ones most driven to excel themselves, and as a result, they demand that we excel in helping them. You know, since I don't plan to record again before Thanksgiving 2021, I'm going to take this opportunity today to say thank you. Thank you to my clients who have demanded my best. And to further explain how this all works, especially to those of you who may be listening, who have never experienced executive or leadership coaching before, I hope you will listen carefully and I hope you'll click, I hope you'll click a link for a free conversation so that we can investigate your needs. No obligation, just free conversation. Go to Bula network.com slash free. That's B-U-L-A network.com slash free. Bula Network is my company name. Bula network.com slash free. Bula is a Fiji term, you know. It means both hello and goodbye. It's analogous to aloha in Hawaiian. Not from Fiji. Never been to Fiji. I'd like to go one day. I came across that term 40 plus years ago. Because it means life, in particular, it means life is good. And I thought, B-U-L-A, what a, that's a, that's a cool word. And I began to use that on internal memos to my staff. I would write capital B-U-L-A exclamation mark. And of course, I had to explain that that was kind of like a greeting. And well, I told them what I just told you, and you'll never forget it now. BulaNetwork.com slash free. A dozen years ago or so when this whole coaching thing started for me, I was hoping to help a few people and nothing, absolutely nothing resonated with me more deeply than that little parable about the little boy saving starfish washed ashore. 
you've heard it. It's written by someone named Lauren Isley. One day, a man was walking along the beach when he noticed a boy picking up and gently throwing things into the ocean. Approaching the boy, he asked, young man, what are you doing? The boy replied, throwing starfish back into the ocean. The surf is up, the tide's out. If I don't throw them back, they'll die. The man laughed to himself and said, do you realize there are miles and miles of beach and hundreds of starfish? You can't make any difference. After listening politely, the boy bent down, picked up another starfish, threw it into the surf, smiling, said to the man, made a difference to that one. Early on in this process, I was criticized by business buddies because they felt like I I was pursuing something that would never scale. Well, they were right. Of course it doesn't scale. It didn't scale then. It doesn't scale now. And I told them I didn't care. Scale was not important to me. I'll tell you that today, a dozen years later, it's even less important to me now, if that's possible. And I would argue then, and I still would argue, how can you scale impact? Right? I mean, it's kind of like trying to place the ROI, the return on investment on your wife. Now, yeah, I would say that and some would chuckle because, okay, not all of them had great marriages, but sadly, not all of them were as in love with their wives as I am my wife. And I can't, I can't fathom putting an ROI on my wife's presence. She's one person, but she is the most important person in my life. When, when you start out, you're looking for anybody who's willing to say yes, right? Any of us who started a business of any kind that, I mean, that we just need somebody to say yes, right? We just need a customer. And you very quickly learned that not every engagement, not every customer is ideal because not every client is as willing as you might hope. Some are more reluctant than others. Some aren't as capable as others. We don't have the highest leadership potential, even though we can all improve. Mostly what dawned on me very early on is what I have discovered Well, I discovered it years earlier in the process of hiring employees. Not everybody has a high degree of willingness. I learned the hard way back in my 20s that there really was one ingredient that I most needed to hire for, and that was willingness. Are they willing to be successful? Are they willing to put in the work? Are they willing to do what must be done? And if they don't have that, nothing else much matters doesn't matter what the potential is. It doesn't matter what the brilliance is. I knew that I needed employees. And I know now as a coach that I need most, I need clients who are willing. These are always, 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 always without exception. These are the most successful people, whether employees or clients. Gratitude. We're coming up on that time of the year when people focus more and more on being thankful than we normally do. Now, giving thanks, it should likely be our daily habit, but for most of us, it's not because we're so busy chasing our dreams. We're dealing with our struggles. We're battling our battles, and we're just trying to figure out what to do next. We often forget and we neglect stopping, taking time to be thankful. Count our blessings. Today, I am thankful for the clients who make me better. I am thankful for the ones who most define who and what I want to be the clients who pressure me in all the best ways to be my very best. I'm learning better to seek you out. (laughs) 
It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to figure out. I haven't always succeeded. Frequently during coaching sessions with clients, we talk about saying no to some things so that we can say yes to more important things and discriminating like that can be really tough work. Many high achievers enjoy saying yes as often as possible. In my experience, more so than the average person, high achievers in my experience say yes way more than the average person. Because where many of us, we fixate on what might go wrong. And so we steer clear and we shy away the high achievers. They just tend to see possibilities. And so they say yes, more quickly. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And high achievers don't dwell very long on losses. You know, they're kind of like these NFL quarterbacks that throw an interception or a pick six. I mean, the, you better forget about it because there's another play coming and you're going to have to get on the field and do your job. Instead, the high achievers, in my experience, they maintain an optimism that the next yes, it'll work out better. I've learned through the years that some clients are not willing to put in the work. They're searching for easy answers. I don't have easy answers. Now, some of the answers are simple, but none are easy. Truth is, this is hard work. This is arduous work, extraordinarily worthwhile, but really, really hard. And some clients are jerks, right? I mean, they just are sorry. I mean, they lack humility. I haven't found hubris to be a highly prized trait for leadership. And while it's very rare for me, I have had occasion to be hired by a boss so that really they just needed a new person in the room to whom they could show off, you know, some new audience member for their brilliance. And even, even so, even and that has not happened hardly ever, I have gone on record that I have been so fortunate that I have only had one count them one client in a dozen years who I simply was not able to serve in a meaningful way. And even that situation, I would argue, eh, there was probably more help there than I may have realized. Uh, empathy runs really high for me. And so I can be I, true confession. I can be completely wrecked if I don't feel like I'm providing high value for somebody. It's among the most difficult things that I have to do. Manage my empathy. Clients have pushed me to figure out a path forward, a way to serve even the most difficult people. Clients have made me better period. Uh, without them, my growth, my improvement, it would be vastly lower. And those times that I have failed, they have taught me the most. Isn't it funny how that works? It's not even close. Coaches like clients, we're not perfect. We sometimes mess up. My approach has always been the same. And it was born from when I was a young man running retail companies. Because I learned a long time ago, when you know that you've made up your mind, that you're going to do the right thing, you're going to make it right then there's really not much reason to worry. And so I mostly don't always be honest, be competent, give more, make it right. That's my business philosophy. Literally in a nutshell, <laughs> I've got a nut over here. I've got it in there. <laughs> I made up my mind as a young man that in whatever endeavor I pursued, my business philosophy would always be in play. Always be honest always be competent, always give more, always make it right. Now it hasn't been without a few stumbles. 
you know, the be competent and give more. Well, I can give more, but the, the implication is that the client, the customer gets more and being competent and making sure the customer gets more is often a bigger challenge than being honest and making it right. But honesty and making it right, that sure does help overcome those times when I may fail at the others. One of the toughest lessons I had to learn is to let clients get stuck and remain stuck for a period of time. You know, watching people struggle as they work through figuring things out, that is not tough for me. I mean, if it were, I I couldn't do this work. But watching people remain stuck, (laughs) it's still tough. It's still just, I I have got to be very conscious and deliberate in making sure that I give people enough latitude so that they can stay stuck for however long they need to stay stuck so they can come to grips with it. Experience taught me that some clients have to endure a period of being stuck before they can move forward. And you know, I'm such a proactive personality sitting back and letting a client remain stuck for weeks is really, really hard. Now, thankfully, over time, I've learned the high value of leaving well enough alone because you can't rob people of that time being stuck as they're wrestling with it and as they're trying to figure it out. I constantly remind clients, this is your life. This is not my life. I'm not sitting here telling you what to do. You you decide what to do. This is all about you. This is about what you want. It's about your ideal outcomes. The growth all happens when we are uncomfortable. As I work to bring new energy into a person's life, into their career, it's not smooth, nice work. Kindness, kindness is always in play, but sometimes I can't play nice, meaning, you know, I can't always tell clients what they most want to hear. I can't just give you words that'll make you feel better, right? It's part of that. Always be honest. During the first few minutes of every engagement, this usually happens when I very first sit down and meet with a client, the very first meeting, and usually within the first minutes of the meeting, I will find myself sharing with clients exactly what's going to happen. Now, never mind that they almost never fully understand what I'm telling them because, well, they've never experienced it before. And when they do experience this thing, rarely do they love it. But what they always do love, they all love this. They love the outcome because it's their ideal outcome. And the verbiage goes something like this. I'll sit down with a client at the very first meeting and I'll say, I'm going to help you paint yourself into a corner. I'm not going to paint you into the corner, but I'm going to help you paint yourself into it. Because that's where all the excuses go away. Together, we are going to suck all of the oxygen out of the room so your excuses have no life left. The corner, that represents this place where you're going to accept responsibility for everything in your life. No, it doesn't mean that you're to blame for everything, but it means that you're going to, at long last, hold up a mirror, knowing that the face in the mirror is the only thing that you control. But you're also going to know that that control, that control is plenty to make enormous leaps forward once you're willing to make up your mind. Now, clients who have pursued and realized their ideal outcome, 
they have to a man and to a woman more fully embraced that process. Not always with a smile, but always with a willingness to avoid running and hiding. And I got to tell you, that is always an impulse. The impulse, maybe the first impulse is almost always to avoid the corner, do whatever you got to do to not get your back up against the wall where you've got no more excuses. We want to run. We want to hide. I work very hard to persuade clients. The magic, the magic happens in the corner. I know it's not fun. I know it's not comfortable, but the faster our willingness to go there and the faster our willingness to hold up this mirror, the faster we start moving toward your ideal outcome, that thing that we most want today and every day. I am most thankful for clients who are brave enough to accept that challenge and to allow me the enormous privilege of serving them to have a high impact influence in their work and their lives. It's no small thing. It is absolutely no small thing when clients trust me enough to let me do for them what they can't do for themselves. And you know, that's my definition of leadership influence doing for others what they can't do for themselves. So here's to all the great clients that I've had and that I currently have who have helped me grow great. I want to wish you a happy, happy Thanksgiving. If you've got any intrigue, if you've got any interest, if you've got any curiosity, let me direct you to bulanetwork.com, B-U-L-A network.com slash free. I'd love to have a conversation. See if my work, see if your entry into my stable of clients has any interest to you. Here, it's all about helping leaders achieve high-impact influence in their careers, their teams, and their organizations. The website is growgreat.com. My name is Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good, grow great. Have a happy and safe holiday season, beginning with Thanksgiving. And Lord willing, I'll see you in the future. 